Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to Church Online. We're so honored you're here with us today. If you're our guest, welcome. We're so glad you're hanging out with us here at Cultivate Church. Last weekend was incredible. Come on, Easter weekend. It was so good to see so many faces. Almost 900 people worshiped with us at one of our campuses and worship times across the weekend. It was an incredible weekend of worship together, celebrating the resurrection. And even more than any of that, come on, 10 people said yes to Jesus, started a brand new relationship with him. What an honor it was for us to play a part in that, come on, all heaven celebrating. It was a great, great weekend. And, and today, we're kicking off a brand new series, a three-part series we've called Rhythm. Rhythm. Now, if you've been around Cultivate very long, you know that there are plenty of folks around here who seem to lack rhythm. White people just can't clap very well, can they? It's, it's hard to get the rhythm correct. Do you, do you clap on the two and the four or, or, or the one and the three? It's hard to get it sometimes. We don't always get it right. We love to clap. We don't always do it in rhythm. And today, we're going to kick off this series. And the whole premise behind it is literally just teaching us as followers of Jesus. Come on, people live in our life on purpose. How do we begin to do that in sync with the plan and purpose for God in my life. What rhythm am I walking to? What rhythm am I living my life in? Is it my own preconceived idea? Do I have my own ideas of how I need to live out my life? Or am I doing it, what scripture teaches us, is uh, according to the purpose and plan of God. We know that God tells us all, as followers of Jesus, he knows the plans he has for us. There's a rhythm of life that comes from God that he hopes and plans and, and designs for us to walk out. And if you've got your notes right there, you can pull those up right there online, right where you are. It's, uh, we've got a theme verse that we're going to be reading together the rest of this month. And it's in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Come on, that's a, that's a, that's a powerful statement. How many times have we just molded to culture? Without even thinking about it, we find ourselves just going right with the flow because it's the easiest thing to do. What does water take? Water takes the path of least resistance. Humanity te uh, tends to do that as well. We tend to take the path of least resistance, the easiest thing. And oftentimes, it's, it's just blending in, well-adjusted to culture. It says, instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings out the best of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. I want you to notice what it says. Discover, readily recognize what he wants from you, what God wants from you, and quickly respond to it. That's a great understanding. That's a great example of what rhythm is. Uh, rhythm, just to give you kind of a working definition, they say that it's a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. And the rhythm of the Father, it's know what He wants and quickly respond. Know what He wants, quickly respond. It's the sequence of life. Nothing happens without rhythm. Nothing happens out of rhythm in some form or fashion. We're in one sequence of rhythm or another at all times. Did you know the sun rises and sets on the rhythm of time? It's the same. It's constant day in and day out. Every second of every day ticks to the exact 
same rhythm. Did you know that? The human heart, check this out, it beats to a specific rhythm. They say a normal resting heart rate for adults ranges from 60 to 100 beats per minute. Generally, the lower the heart rate at rest implies the more efficient the heart function. There's a way to measure the rhythm of the heart. And depending on what rhythm your heart is beating at, they know if you're healthy or if you're unhealthy. They say a well-trained athlete might have a normal resting heart rate closer to 40 beats per minute. Come on, that's insane. That's incredibly efficient athletes. Here's another definition of rhythm. Check this out. And this is what I want us to kind of land in. It says rhythm refers to the length of time between each major beat or accent, such as in a piece of music. It's the sequence of sounds and silences which make up the rhythm. What does that mean? It means the clap. It's not a rhythm unless there's an action and a rest. An action and a rest. It's action and then repeat. Action and repeat. That's what, that's what the Christian life is all about. It says readily recognize, readily understand, and then do it. Understand and then do it. The hope and the plan of God is that we would walk in obedience to His purpose and His plan for our lives. I've learned in my own faith journey that the rest determines the value of the action. You've got the action, the clap, but really the value of what comes next is the rest period. How far am I going to really, how far am I going to pull back? How how long am I going to wait before I clap again? Am I in rhythm to everyone else? Come on, we've all been in a room when everybody starts clapping and that one person is clapping off beat. They just can't seem to get the rest correct. They just can't seem to get the reset correct. Action, reset, action, and reset. Maybe, maybe you're here today, you're tuning in in some way, and it just feels as if something is out of rhythm. Something's just not clicking. I'm just not efficient in the way that I'm living my life. Come on, what you don't hear is equally as important as what you do hear, if not more important, when it comes to rhythm. The fact that rhythm can stay in time means that all in those moments of reset, we're all doing it on time, appropriately at the same time, so that we can action together. When we look at scripture, we see that Jesus lived his life in a specific rhythm. Action, reset, action, reset. That was how he lived his life. The Christian life was designed to be lived out in a specific rhythm. The problem that we've discovered is that so many people are just simply out of rhythm. It's like we're in a concert and everybody's clapping to a beat, but we just can't seem to figure it out. It's like we're in a room and there's a specific rhythm happening and no matter how hard I try, I just can't seem to get in sync with that rhythm. We're off beat. And just like a heart that beats irregularly is dangerous, I want you to know that the Christian life lived out of rhythm is dangerous. Come on, when I'm not walking according to the plan of God for my life, come on, when I call myself a believer but I'm really struggling walking in obedience, to the truth of God in my life. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous area to live out our life. And today I want to share with you just a few things about rhythm. The rhythm of our faith. The rhythm of, the rhythm of walking out our life on purpose in a way that honors 
God. It can make all the difference. So let's pray together and let's dive into what God's word says for us. Father, we love you. We're honored that we get to be a part of this today. We get to open your word. Your word teaches us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that it is alive and breathing. God, that you breathed every uh, ounce of the word. God, nothing was written, nothing was discovered uh, in the word that wasn't straight from you. And it inspires us and corrects us and encourages us. And Father, it teaches us that it, you, you taught that it equips us for every good work. So God, I pray that we walk away from today with the tools needed, equipped to live our lives on purpose in a way that honors you. That you would get all the glory and all the honor out of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. So what did Jesus do to reset in the rhythm? What did Jesus do when it became, when it became clear that, it, that he was going to walk out his life different than many other people in the world? As a matter of fact, not many, all other people in the world. Number one, if you're taking notes, if, I, if I'm going to learn the rhythm of God, i got to understand that, that rhythm is learned. It is learned. It's not always something that just comes natural. Now, you've all seen someone or know someone in your life, and you think, man, rhythm just comes natural to them. And I tell you, it didn't come natural. They just picked it up a little easier. They learned it quicker. It's something that we can all learn. No matter where you are today, I have good news for you. Can I encourage you? No matter where you are in your faith journey, how hard life seems to be in the moment, how big of a mess you've made of your life, the decisions you've made or the circumstances that you find yourself in. I realize that there are people who are struggling in their faith and struggling in their life circumstances. Here's what you need to know, that the rhythm of God can actually be learned. You don't have to stay where you are. You can begin to walk out the rhythm of faith according to God's purpose and plan for your life. Matthew chapter 11 says it this way. Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Well, maybe you're here today and you're desperately in need of some rest. Take my yoke upon you. What's he saying? Take my teachings upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. You'll find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear. The burden I give you is light. Come on, he told his disciples, let me teach you. Maybe you would submit today and you would understand and maybe you would admit that maybe I just don't know how to yet. The truth is, in order for me to learn proper rhythms of life, I have to admit that maybe I'm marching to the wrong rhythm. Maybe I just don't know God's rhythm yet. Many of us are, are living out our lives in a rhythm that's offbeat to God's. We fill our schedules with little to zero margin between work and kids' schedules, etc. And all the different things that go on in our life, we find it hard to make time for things that really matter, don't we? We're so busy. Come on, the two top answers from people in America. If you ask, hey, how you doing? You know this. You don't even have to see a study to do it. You get two of them. You either get, man, I'm just so tired. I'm just exhausted. And then the other one you're going to get, if they don't say that, you're going to get, I'm just so busy. Life is just so busy. We're modeling to the next generation that our faith comes after our own desires. We're so busy. We're so exhausted. At what point in history did that become the single two things to be desired? Why is it cool to be exhausted? 
Why is it cool to always be so busy, to be so busy that you don't have time for things that actually matter? And for many of us, we're living out our lives offbeat, off rhythm to the call of God. Jesus said, come to me and I'll give you rest. He didn't say I'd make you more busy. He didn't say that I would make you exhausted. He said, I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy. Come on, if you're walking out your Christian faith right now and you find yourself exhausted with life, you're doing it wrong. Jesus said that wasn't the design at all. The rhythm of God is, is, is action reset, action reset. There's a rest involved with living out the faith that God's called us to. What if we stopped modeling to the next generation that it's not all about me? It's not all about just going and getting and doing and finally finding ourselves exhausted. Do you know this? Someone faithful to the local church in 2021, it's even it's shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. It's one to two times a month is how often someone finds himself in church. We wonder why the vast majority of teens still leave the church when they head off to college. Because we've modeled that everything else is more important. We're too busy. We have too much going on. Michael Hyatt, uh, a leadership expert, says that there are myths to why people overwork themselves, overdo it. They're, they're, they're marching to a wrong rhythm. One is the belief that you should always be busy. Come on, in America, that's just a, a, an unspoken belief that you should just always be busy. We almost wear our busyness, he says, as badges of honor. How many times have you been asked how you're doing and find yourself proudly responding? Man, I'm just so busy. Another one is that rest wastes time that could otherwise go to good work. How often do you feel guilty because you're on an off day or because you feel like you could be doing something and you're actually doing nothing? When truthfully, that could be the rhythm that God is calling us to. Rhythm is learn. Jesus is saying, learn from him. He lived in a different rhythm. He promised rest and more than enough life. What kind of rhythm are you beating to today? Question, what would my life look like without the stress and anxiety of having to keep up with a culture that's literally running itself into the ground with nothing to show for it? What would my life look like if I chose to step away from the lies of culture and step into the rest and purpose of God in my life? It can be learned. You can learn the rhythm of God. I think we need to learn to move to a different rhythm. Check this out. Did you know Americans spend on average two hours and 24 minutes on social media every day? Every day. We're so busy. So much going on. Two hours and 24 minutes. Comparing ourselves to other people. Looking at everybody's fake facade of what they hoped life should look like. Americans ages 18 and older spend more than four hours a day watching television. Y'all, almost eight hours a day spent comparing and mind, numbing our minds. What we would call just breaking free and we say we're too busy here's what i would submit hey we're not too busy we're out of rhythm we're out of rhythm i think it's time we learn a new rhythm if rhythm if rhythm is learned it's something i can learn to shift i don't have to have the same rhythm as everybody else i can beat to another rhythm i can begin to walk in the rhythm of god for my life number two you need to know that rhythm is repeated 
It's repeated. Romans 12 and 1 says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. What's he saying? You don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do it by yourself. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. What do you mean, Brandon? Rhythm is repeated. Well, rhythm is only rhythm if it is repeated. If, if it's not repeated, it's just, it's just a sound. It's just a sound. Rhythm, remember, is action, reset. Action, reset. It's not rhythm if it's not repeated. What does he say? Every day, day in, day out. Come on, you're walking around, you're going to work, you're eating every day, you're, you're, you're hanging out with family, you're in your neighborhood every day, action, reset. You're rhythmically giving yourself over to the purpose and plan of God in your life. It's only a thud if it's not repeated. The rhythms of faith are the same way. Come on, the truth is many of us are really good at stomping once. Come on, I'm going to get back into church. I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna honor God with my life. Man, we're gonna make some better decisions financially. How many times have you started a budget every month? You start the budget over again, only to get to the end of the month and have, having never actually kept up with the budget. Come on, am I the only one that's ever done that? How many times have you said, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna start exercising, I'm gonna start working out, and you go a couple of times only to get to the end of the month and only realize I only went those couple of times. I'm good at stomping, I'm good at action. I'm not good at rhythmically, rhythmically stepping in to a consistent rhythm, repeating the things that need to be repeated. The truth is, every rhythm in our lives were once disciplines before they became regular rhythms of life. Did you know that? Come on, social media is now a regular rhythm of most lives. Most people, on average, statistically, when they wake up in the morning, the first thing they check is social media. It's a rhythm. It was once a discipline. It was different at some point. At some point, they got up and brushed their teeth or they got up and went to the rest early in the morning. And Like you had a different rhythm and you began to work into that rhythm. You eat on rhythm. Did you know that? Most people eat specifically at the same time every day. And if they miss that time, they begin to get irritable. They begin to get angry. You know, you've heard the, you've heard the term hangry, right? You've seen people that they don't, like they miss it. They're out of rhythm and they know it. We eat on rhythm. We sleep on rhythm. Most people go to sleep around the same time every day and sleep mostly around the same amount of hours every night. Whether that's a healthy amount of hours or not, it's on rhythm. You do it consistently. Our life is sustained by rhythm. And God is asking us to take our everyday, ordinary life, the things that happen consistently over and over again, the life we live, the decisions we make, and live them in rhythm. Embrace God's rhythm. Question, what would your life look like if you were to actually place it before God as an offering? Day in and day out. We were to actually embrace God's rhythm instead of our own. God, here's my calendar. Here's what it looks like. I'm submitting it to you. Here's who I'm dating. Here's what it looks like. I'm submitting that to you. Here's my finances. Here's what they look like. I'm submitting those to you. Action, reset. Action, reset. God, I'm beating. I'm going to begin beating to your rhythm. I want to know your purpose and your plan 
for my life and makes all the difference. What does that even look like? Here's what I know. Little tweaks lead to high peaks. I'm not saying that you got to change everything overnight. I'm not, I'm not saying that everything has to be completely thrown out and start over today. Come on, little tweaks lead to high peaks. What are some things that I can begin doing in rhythm to the rhythm of God, to the purpose and plan of God in my life every day that can make a lasting change in my life? I want to share with you two things today that I believe if I can begin to step into God's purpose, if I can begin to activate His rhythm in my life, I can begin to see lasting change that could make all the difference the rest of 2021 in my life, in my family, and in my faith. Are you ready for this? Number one, you need to know this is what Jesus did. Jesus prayed regularly. Come on, that's a little tweak. A little tweak can lead to high peaks. Jesus prayed regularly. I love this. In Luke chapter 5, it says, But uh, despite Jesus' instructions... The report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. Listen to this. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Often. Come on, he was busy. He told them, don't tell anybody. The report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed. He was busy consistently over and over and over again. Jesus was busy. He had lots of stuff. And it says, in spite of that, he often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. A primary rhythm of life for Jesus was to withdraw for times of prayer. What was that? That was his reset. Come on, action was healing. Action was the gospel. That's the clap. And what you don't realize is there was often times that he had to go and reset. If he was going to live in God's rhythm, he had, to, he, had to, he had to walk according to God's purpose. And for him to be able to do that consistently, we see where often Jesus withdrew from the crowds. Often he withdrew from the crowds and he spent time in prayer with the Father. Action, reset, action, reset. Come on, that's the rhythm of God. It's the rhythm of God for your life. How, how often are you resetting your life? Through the power of prayer. And maybe you're here today and you go, Brandon, that's just too much. That's a lot. I don't even know how to pray. I'm not good at praying. Prayer is boring. If I pray, I start getting tired and I go to sleep. Can I tell you, maybe that's the thing that you can just begin to take little tweaks. I'm not saying go tonight and have an hour prayer time. Start something small. Start something little. Little by little, introduce prayer into your life and watch God begin to reset some things that you never dreamed would be able to happen. How do I pray? You just start. One good outline that I can tell you is you just look up the Lord's Prayer. It's a, it's a very famous prayer in Scripture, and you can see where Jesus, his disciples came and said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he said, when you pray, pray like this. And he gave them an outline, and many people just start praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into evil, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And we say, that's it. Did you know that that's actually an outline? It's an outline. Come on, you can pray according to the purpose and plan of God for your life. It could take you 10 minutes a day, and you could be praying praying the purpose and plan of your life. That moment in your day that you can reset, 
You've been going hard all day long. Take a moment and say, Father, I need your help today. Father, I need you to direct my steps. Order my steps according to your word. Jesus, show up in this circumstance or that circumstance. And that's a reset. And you can go back to action. And you're living in the rhythm of God. What about this one? Jesus valued scripture. He valued scripture. Not only did he pray, but he valued the word of God. I love in Matthew chapter 4, it's a famous passage of scripture where Jesus is being tempted by the enemy. And he was tempted to do something and Jesus said, but Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. He valued the word of God. Jesus lived his life, submitted to scripture. We all live our lives based on a value system of some sort. Whether you would agree with that or not, you, you make decisions based on some value system. For followers of Jesus, that system it should be God's word. Come on, there's, there's super easy ways that I can interact with God's word. We want to write these down. These are extra, not in your notes. Number one is I just need to read it every day. Start something simple. You know, you could read a proverb a day. And you would, you would go through the book of Proverbs every month. And before long, you could just about memorize the book of Proverbs. And you would get the wisdom of God in your life. A proverb a day. Read it daily. Number two, this one's huge. Obey it. Submit your life to it. Come on, if you have a preconceived idea as a follower of Jesus about a decision that needs to be made, and God's word speaks to it, as a follower of Jesus, I walk in obedience to his word. That's how I can interact with it. The Bible is the final authority of how we should live our lives. It governs our relationships, our marriages, our careers, our sexuality, our integrity, our character, our diets. Come on, our love life, our parenting systems. You name it, we can find it laid out in scripture and we can begin to walk in obedience to it and God can mature us in our faith as a result. Come on, have you been walking in obedience to God's word? The third way to interact with the Bible is pray it. When we said Jesus prayed often, I believe that Jesus prayed scripture. Come on, he inspired it, didn't he? He, he? he prayed the word. I pray it all the time. Every day in my life and over my family, I pray Psalm 119 and 133. God, order my steps according to your word and don't let sin rule over me. Come on, isn't that a good prayer to pray? That's the word of God. Order my steps according to your word. Don't let sin rule over me. Begin to speak God's word into your life. Can I tell you, God's word's more powerful than your word? You go, I'm struggling with prayer. Open up the Bible and start praying through the Bible. Just say, God, I'm just, I don't know what to say. I'm going to say what the Bible says. God's word's more powerful than your word anyways. So just begin to pray the word of God. Maybe you're here today and you struggle living your life in the rhythm of God. Come on, you've you struggled walking out your life on purpose. And man, you're, you're, you're confused and Man, there's circumstances going on and you go, I don't know where to turn. And maybe I don't even have a relationship with God. How can I begin to pray or even value his word? Well, maybe you're here today and I would like you to know that and there is a God in heaven that loves you more than you could dream or imagine. Today, you know, you're, you're not here by happenstance. It's not on accident that you're tuning in online or on a podcast or whatever way you're tuning in. It's not by accident. Maybe today your life is out of rhythm and God is reminding you that he has a rhythm and he's calling you to it and you can begin to walk out your life on purpose with him and it can make all the difference. You would simply say something like this, Father, forgive me 
of my sins. I'm sorry that I've lived my life in my own preconceived ideas. I've made my own decisions. I've went my own way. And come on, if you're honest today, you would say I've made a mess of it. Come on, I've made a mess of, of, of circumstances in my life. I'm not real sure. Father, if honestly, before this moment, I wasn't really even sure that you would accept me, but God, your word says that there's nothing I could do in my life that would stop you from loving me. And so Jesus, today, I accept you as my savior. And from this point forward, I'm gonna follow you as my Lord. God, thank you for salvation. Thank you for life change. From this moment forward, God, I'm gonna live my life on purpose and it's gonna make all the difference. Father, thank you for salvation. God, that you would get all the glory and all the honor out of my life. And then Father, I pray for my friends. God, those that are maybe followers of Jesus, but we're out of rhythm. We're out of, we're, 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 we're walking off beat. God, I pray that you would, uh, God, remind us that you have a rhythm you've called us to. God, that we can live our lives on purpose in a way that honors you. God, use us for your glory this week. God, that we would be a city on a hill that can't be hidden. God, that we would move to the rhythms of grace. God, that we would value your word. God, that we would spend time with you in prayer. We, we would understand that these little tweets can lead to high peaks, and that can make all the difference. Father, we're grateful for your grace, and we pray that you would be, uh, would be honored and glorified in our lives this week. In Jesus' name, amen.